This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And welcome back to another special mini episode of Cinema Vino. Well, hey. It's good to have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here with uh, Travis and Sean. Hey. And everybody's here. Everybody's doing good. I'm here. Um, we're going to do a quick mini-sode about uh, Marvel's Eternals, which came out last weekend. And we've all seen. And so we're going to share our thoughts. Uh, quick background. Um, so this is showcases uh, powerful, uh, immortal beings in the Marvel Universe who have been around thousands and thousands of years and uh, protect planets from um, creepy, all-powerful, ravenous aliens called deviants. Um, this is a epic-length film measuring 157 minutes, uh, and it features an ensemble cast featuring a lot of recognizable actors that you will know. Um, it's Sal- a big cast, it's too. It's huge. Yeah, a lot of people. Salma Hayek, uh, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones, Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. Kumail Nanjiani. Also from Game of Thrones. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of people you'll recognize. Uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, who directed Nomadland. She won the Academy Award this previous year. So she's one of the highest, she has one of the highest pedigrees of a person to direct a movie in the MCU. Maybe since Kenneth Branagh, who's also an Academy Award winner. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, Nomadland is not a movie that you would associate with the MCU kind of vibe. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, to put this in perspective, it's like I've been reviewing movies for three years. I would say less than 10 I've given five stars to. To me, that's mm-hmm. like, I, I reserve those for the best of the best. Creme de la creme. Yes. It's like people say, oh, somebody's a Michelin five-star, whatever. It's like, that's how I feel about giving a, a five-star review. And it's like, no, No Man Land was a five-star movie. So oh, No Man I, Land was an excellent movie. Yeah. That, I have not seen it. To mm-hmm. hear that you gave it a five-star, that is yeah. accurate. Resounding. That yeah. is a You bold, agree with that? I I don't necessarily agree with it, but I think that's a very bold endorsement of the movie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We're worth a watch for sure. Though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's like Frances McDormand won the, won the Academy Award. It's like, it's, she is so good in that movie that, I mean, if you didn't know who she was, you would swear it was a documentary and she was like a, a person, like a non-actor. What really bugged me about that movie is that, uh, she really looked like the uh, main actor from um, Love Actually. What's what's the guy's name? Um, he was he was the prime minister. Uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yes, <laughs> she she really looks like Hugh Grant. I can't unsee that now. So there's <laughs> you're that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but hell of a movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. 
made me a big fan of her and it made me excited for this movie. Yeah. No Madland was really good. Not MCU vibes. No, no. And, but to me, this movie was not MCU vibes. I did not get a strong MCU connection from this movie. They made They make a few oblique references to Thanos and to the Avengers. Otherwise, I don't think you would know this was an MCU well, movie unless you were a hardcore comic book nerd. And they make a, a couple um, references to DC Comics, to Batman and Superman. Superman. At least Superman. Yep. two to Superman, Superman and one to <laughs> Batman that I can recall. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently this is perhaps a standalone movie. It feels like um, it. Because uh, I don't remember who said it, but they were like, yeah, it doesn't necessarily need a sequel. Um, so the entire time I was watching, or, or you need to continue with your synopsis. Um, I, just briefly, it's like, I don't really have a whole lot. I mean, that was the bulk of it. I mean, this is a big $200 million movie. It really bears the stamp of that budget. It had multiple, Chloe Zhao was one of the writers, but it's an interesting, um, when you see in the credits, I noticed this watching through where it's like her name is listed, but then her name is listed again with a series of writers, which in Hollywood parlance suggested that she wrote a draft of the script and then afterwards other writers worked on it and then she collaborated with them and so she's credited twice with working on the script. And so it it bears to me a stamp of a lot of cooks in the kitchen, of which she was one. Uh I would have been interested to see her take on it solo, but that's just me. but anyway, so what are your guys' thoughts? Like, scale of 1 to 10, what would you give this movie and why? Uh, for me, I I mean, it was an entertaining film, not the greatest uh, Marvel film. I want to give it, I just, it, it didn't have much direction. I'm going to give it a solid 5. Um, I don't feel like this had a solid uh, main protagonist that you could follow. It was supposed to be Cersei, uh, Gemma Chan's uh, character. And she has also played another Marvel character. Uh, She was Dr. Minerva, or just Minerva. She was a a Kree, uh, blue-skinned Kree in the Captain Marvel movie. And she didn't have much screen time, but somebody pointed out that, you know, she's the only character that's, well, I don't know if she's the only character that's played two roles, but uh, they've brought her back to play Cersei in this, which seemed to be a kind of origin story to show her, showcase her as uh, entering into the Avengers. So I really thought, as I was watching this film, thought this was going to be like Star Wars Rogue One where almost everybody was going to die except for her so that the next team of Avengers could have one Eternal on the team and it would be Cersei. Um, For me, I gave it, I'd give it a five out of 10. Uh, For me, like the best parts of the, of the movie were the flashbacks, sadly that was what was most interesting to me. Um, you know, there was, uh, I, I recently rewatched, uh, the movie super eight and, um, somebody I know had said that the best part of that movie was the film within a film that the teenagers were filming during it. 
like the kids story and the kids film. That's also how I felt like this with this, like the, the flashbacks and the, the, the backstory was better than what was showcasing like in present time. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I felt like I put my notes here. It's like this movie is too long and it's too dependent on flashbacks. Because it's like eventually it got to the point to where the flashbacks were so much stronger they took me out of the current plot. Well, uh, and, and that's the thing is like if you're dealing with characters that cannot die and they are going through it, the span of the movie is about 7,000 years, I, it's, it's hard to connect emotionally with characters who are immortal. Yeah. I mean, where is the motivation there? Exactly. I... Mean, I I, I give the movie about a six out of 10. Um, Same. You know, because there's, there's good action sequences. There's good, um, good beats, but generally it's just kind of flat characters. Yeah. You know, there's, there's nothing you really get out of, uh, you know, Cersei and Icarus having sex. Like this was the big thing. It's like, oh, it's the first sex scene in the MCU. Except a big old. It's boner. like, oh wow, this is the most boring missionary sex scene <laughs> in just the middle of the most boring thing. Oh, they've been dating for five thousand years. Now they decide to get married, and now it's like, okay, I watch them have sex, and it's like I'm supposed to care about it. No, that's, I don't. That's a long time to I consummate. I really <laughs> fucking don't. I, it's, it's a long, it's a long time to consummate and it's just generally just, I don't care about these characters. Yeah. You know, I, it's hard to care about characters that cannot die. Yeah. And not only that, but I mean, and it's an elephant in the room that they have to address in the film. They cannot die, and they've been completely uninvolved in the MCU up until now. Yes. It's a whole... You've been around forever, but you're just not doing anything. It feels like an entire film about, like, we're getting the team back together. Yeah. Like, a little bit Ocean's Eleven or, you know, uh, uh, not Pulp Fiction, but it's just, you know, the the, the best... Fast and Furious? Magnificent, yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) The best part of their days are behind them, and they've just got to like get everybody back together. And it's just, it's not as good as the original story. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would give it probably a six on a scale of one to ten, three out of five stars. Um, I enjoyed the action beats. That to me, they had kind of an X Men vibe, where everybody brings a very distinct superpower to the team. Yeah, you know, you got your Quicksilver type person. I mean, you got your, you got your speedster. Yeah, I mean, it's like you you have. I mean, um, Cersei's power, I don't know what you would equate that to in the X-Men, but, I mean, it's like everybody has kind of a specific type of... Okay, um, just off the cuff, is, who, who is your favorite Eternal? Just boom. In terms of power, Tell in me. terms no, of character? No, just, just right off the top, who's your favorite? I mean, I kind of enjoyed um, uh, the Richard Madden's character, um, Icarus. Icarus. Yep. Even though he turned out he to be a villain. Kind of super strength, but like laser eyes, and that's about it. Yeah. Like all, like w- imagine what he would do when he was stepped on to, you know, the stage. He would just sit there with his arms to his sides and look angry, and they would like he CGI can, like yep. lasers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can fly and he's got laser eyes. Who's your favorite, Travis? Go. Yeah. I, I kind of like the powers of Sprite because she's. Illusion casting, all that yep. kind of cool stuff. Cersei is, uh, 
the problem with Eternals is that they can all do everything. It's only what they focus on that they actually develop. So they can all be super fast, have laser vision, fly, super strength, but they focus on different things. Yeah. I wasn't clear in the movie whether they were all supposed to be like vision, like whether they were androids or just genetically created or what. Who was your your favorite? Uh, Kango was my favorite. Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. Just, just because his character was the, the most fun. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, his power kind of sucked. Like all he did was shoot what seemed like underpowered blasts yeah. and uh, occasionally did a Kamehameha. Um, yeah. You know. Well, okay, so knowing the comic books and then only knowing some of these characters through the, the Marvel Universe, like, uh, it it's like a dictionary. It tells you who these characters are, gives you a picture, tells you their powers. Um, Fastos was one of my favorites because he was based on the, uh, the Greek god Hephaestus who was like the forge God who could create all the cool stuff. Like I was like, yeah, back in the day when I learned about Zeus and and Hades and Poseidon, yeah, all those guys are cool, but they're cool because they either have the trident or a magical helmet or a whole bunch of lightning bolts. Well, who made those? The Cyclops and Hephaestus. It's the forge dude that like, Anything the cool guys do or they use, this guy made it. Yeah. So yeah, it was the cool the Greek mythology and the tie-ins to um, Athena. No, it's it's Athena. Drop the A. Yeah. It's just Athena. <clears throat> yeah. I she thought, was the I most th- were, Wonder Woman it's a lot style. Of cool, I th- I saw one review that was like, "This is a great movie if you're into um, you know ancient history." Plus, like, it's like Indiana Jones meets Marvel. Yeah. You know, you get to see all this history. You got to see all the Babylonian era. And you got to see, like, the knife that she, you know, transformed that changed all of human history. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. It was it was very cool to see that. And it was cool to see um, how they sort of developed the human history into the Eternals. But overall, it was just so... It's, it's so hard to write a compelling character that's been alive for 7,000 years. It's like, you fucking suck as a character. Yeah. God, you just like, you cannot do anything that makes me think like, I I sympathize with you. There's no wanna, stakes. Wanna fall. There's no stakes. There's no stakes. You just, you're alive for 7,000 years. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think they did a good job of mitigating that factor. And one of the few characters like Kit Harrington, where there are stakes, like he gets quickly like jettisoned in the story. And so you're dealing with the immortals who are fighting a celestial. I I thought Kit Harrington once they announced the casting, I thought Kit Harrington was going to be a bigger piece of this movie. He wasn't. He was just it was a setup. He, he was, was he was a throwaway character that was like we're going to we we'll bring him back later. Just mm-hmm. don't worry about him. Just like we're going to introduce him now. Just Kit Harrington's just tuck him away. And you so, know he's so expensive. It's like they're mm-hmm. they're clearly like saving him. Well, and they, Go. Sorry, go. I was a spoilers. Icarus flies into the sun. It's a little bit yeah. on the nose. What the fuck? Okay, so, I Icarus. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so I was never a big Eternals fan as a comic book lover. Um, uh, 
Jack the King Kirby created the Eternals, much like he did the New Gods on uh, for for DC and Darkseid, all those guys on Apocalypse. Um, he created the Eternals and the Deviants for Marvel. Those are his original characters. They never really resonated with me too much because they seemed almost a rehash of those other characters maybe. Yeah. And I'm not sure which came first. All I know is that if I was a bigger Eternals fan, Icarus is their big guy, is their big, most popular, coolest. If you're talking about like the daddy, if I had seen this movie as an Eternals fan, I would be upset like that. That is my spoiler. Like if you love the Eternals and if you like Icarus and you go to see this film, you're not going to be pleased. Yeah. Um, Cersei is the one who becomes an Avenger and she has powers of transmutation. And it's almost a little bit too powerful because if they're fighting somebody, she can transmute them into a pig. Mm-hmm. You can polymorph them and like, all right, yep. we're not fighting this person anymore. We, I, I turn them into a pig because they piss me off. And they joke she about that. She can rearrange <laughs> matter. It's her power. So just quick side note. I remember playing a uh, uh, video game. It was, I don't remember which one it was. It was a Marvel video game where I got to play as Doctor Strange and you can just like throw a power ball at enemies and you turn them into a crate. Huh. And and just when you turn them into a crate, you can then crack them open for points. I don't remember what it was, but you're, you're just Doctor Strange going through this entire game, just turning cronies into boxes. And that you can get coins from. <laughs> you just get coins from it. That's what this reminded me of, is you can just turn... Oh, it's this giant thing falling off a wall. Let me turn it into sand. Oh, it's this bus. Let me turn it into rose petals. Yeah. Also, I mean... What? They establish these people's powers... And then when something bad is going to happen to somebody, I'm like, oh, well, where's this one person? Because I was immediately turned this into, oh, oh, well, now it's, I'm sorry. You can't do that to this uh, object that's falling because it's a plot point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How painful is it that she's running toward a volcano for like five fucking minutes where they have a speedster? They have a speeder that mm-hmm. could just grab her, run her up to the volcano instantaneously yeah. yeah but no she has to like painfully painstakingly run to the volcano well so she can turn it to marble well they folded her character in to essentially an, a, another character who's an inhuman they tried to do an uh disney tried to do an inhumans tv show that is done and gone it is like half of a season on disney plus but the Inhumans is a uh, a better idea of Eternals than Eternals is. But it was done so poorly. But there's a character named Crystal who can, if you've ever seen Avatar The Last Airbender, she can do everything Avatar can do. She can control earth, uh, fire, uh, water, wind. And they've folded her into Cersei because Kit Harrington is a character that becomes the Black Knight in the Avengers. And he's an Avenger at the same time as Cersei and Crystal and has a love triangle uh, between the three of them. So did, they, I'm sorry, did you say love triangle? Triangle? Yeah. It's like Bella, Edward, <laughs> and You'll that other love guy. love triangle. It's shaking bacon. I hail. It's real triangle. <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah. Th- this film did not do us any favors. And uh, besides Icarus, I I said before this film, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna get another Marvel villain that's gonna mean not shit no, at all. We didn't. We got the Celestials at best. We we and got introduced to the Celestials, Deviants. This villain did not fucking matter. No, no. he. He was an I, afterthought. He was an absolute afterthought. He he was introduced, got powered up, got stronger, and then just fucking died. I don't even with think they, zero afterthought. They didn't even name him. It, he's like named the, the main deviant is Warlord Crow. If if I can give a super short version of this, Thanos is an eternal. He wasn't born on Earth. He was a born on Titan, which is a moon of whatever Saturn. I don't so know. in the, in the comics, the, is, the, the, the Eternals have a uh, civil war of sorts where the Eternals break up into the Eternals that support earth and the Eternals that support Titan, which is a moon on Saturn. Right. And one of those Titans is Thanos. Well, there's no, because there are good Titan born Eternals. There's for some reason it's only on earth that they've branched off into deviants. Okay. But this is on what Saturn's moon Titan. Mm-hmm. There are another group of Eternals. Uh, one of them is born and it is Thanos and he looks like a deviant and they're like, Oh, well you're, you don't look uh, normal and human and, and just super cute. Like all of us, you're fucked up. They treat him differently he either grows up that way and is is uh, you know hates them, and then enhances himself further, and then hates the world, and then goes off and becomes evil Thanos, well, whatever. And he's the Mad Titan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's why they that's, call that's him the, the Mad title, Titan. The Mad Titan. Um, and spoiler alert: at the end of this film, um, Harry Styles is uh, comes in and Harold is shown Styles. Yep. Shown to be uh, Eros, you know, the love Star god, Fox. Star Fox, Thanos's brother. And he was, you know, born a normal Eternal. He can manipulate people's emotions to get them calmer or to get them to experience love. Just like the god. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's also in the comic books, though. Shown in, in later, because uh, he is canonically has uh, had intercourse with several people in the uh, Marvel Universe. Canonically, one he of has... them is She-Hulk. Uh-huh. In She-Hulk's own comic book, she's like, well, wait, did he use his powers to influence me to get with him? Much like, uh, we're, we're going to say Cosby Can- on this. Canonically, is found... he is incredibly rapey. Yeah, it is. That's... It is found mm-hmm. when, uh, yeah, if if I may, it is found that he has not used his power in this way. But since he has it, they think that he's he's used it. And since She Hulk is a attorney, she has to defend him while also not feeling great about him in the situation. It is shown eventually that he did not use his power in this way. So that. Uh, you know, it will cause controversy, I'm sure, in a future film where he shows up. But he is also an Avenger. Uh, Star Fox is an Avenger. Cersei is an Avenger. 
Uh, I'm actually a fan of Star Fox when he showed up. I didn't realize, you know, the other implications until he showed up in the She-Hulk comic later. So yeah. let's let's talk about the other post-credit scene. Yep. Um, where. Kit Harrington is toying with his sword. He finds the sword. It's talking to him. And then Ebony Blade. a voice out of the corner says, are you sure you want to do that? You sure you're ready for that? Sure you're ready for that? Uh-huh. And it Mr. is, uh, we know now it is Mahershala Ali playing Blade. Yeah. Which fucking so ready for that. Yeah. I am. I am so hyped for a new Blade. And, I'm ready for the supernatural MCU. And he, as an actor, is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am so ready. For Two that. Oscars. Yes. <laughs> well, and he played uh, Diamondback in uh, oh, the, Luke the, Cage. The, the, yeah, Luke Cage Netflix series. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they kind of retconned his character and they're sort of ignoring that that happened. Mm-hmm. And he's also in House of Cards, and he was great in that. Yep. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah. I mean, everything he's been in has been amazing. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I'm super ready to see him as Blade. Um, Blade. Blade. That movie is slated for, what, 2023? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say the only reason I was excited for this movie was Kit Harrington as the Black Knight. Yeah, and uh, we, he's, we, he's we a, saw fuck all mm-hmm. as... A Black Knight. Uh, we're getting like you know several of the 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 senior Avengers are leaving or you know have have their contracts have gone up. Uh, I am ready for a whole new crop of like the weird Avengers, and Dark Black Avengers? Knight is one. Wow, yeah, that that's a separate deal. But Black Knight is one of my favorite Avengers that did not get enough love. I still want to see some Ant-Man. I want to see Monica Rambo as Spectrum, Pulsar, Captain Marvel, whatever she does. Um, I'm cool with Star Fox or Cersei. I'm interested to see what the next generation's Avengers looks like. Yeah. And Squirrel Girl. No. Squirrel Girl? Yeah. (laughs) No, please. Yeah. I mean, cosmically, Squirrel Girl takes down Thanos. No, please. Let's, uh, you know, leave her animated or, you know, something. But no, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, let's let's leave her with Deadpool. And, yeah. You know. Travis is down for Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl? So it's been another episode of Cinema Vino. <laughs> Cinema Squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, You're welcome. And so, yeah, a little, little mini so talking about um, the Eternals and our thoughts. Um, but yeah, I think the consensus is between a five and a six out of ten. I think that's probably fair. Like a five and... Two thirds out of ten. Yeah, somewhere in that range for sure. Like a fifty-six out of a hundred. So yeah, not not great reviews all around, and I concur. I miss Gilgamesh. Yeah, I mean, I always think about the Star Trek with Picard, where he tells the people on the planet that don't speak, they speak in metaphors about Gilgamesh and Kidu. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, find find us again in the next Spider-Man movie. And see where we are on the MCU. Yeah. Cash me outside. See about that. Cash me outside. How about that? Exactly. But we thank you so much. And not with a bang, but with, with a whimper. whisper. <laughs> you can listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are available. Our website is at cinemavino.net. And reviews of these movies can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.